Hello, welcome to the Farcom Podcast. This will be just a little mini episode. Want to put something out there. It's been a while since uh, my last episode. Uh, for those that uh, don't follow my Twitter feed, uh, about a week ago, my father was rushed to the hospital. A very major medical emergency. He's still in the hospital, uh, but stable now, doing better, starting to regain strength. Uh, but it will be a very long road and long recovery ahead. So uh, all the prayers and thoughts everyone has given to me and my family, very much appreciate it. Uh, my father uh, became a Northwestern fan, a huge Northwestern fan, uh, when I started uh, running track and cross country at Northwestern. And he's been to a ton of football games, basketball, softball, soccer, you name it. Uh, so... You know, really hope that uh, he can have a full recovery and go back to some games with me in Natchitoches. Uh, definitely one of the great joys I've had in life is uh, going to football games with him and my son and my daughter and wife. With that said, uh, you know, I've been at the hospital a lot. I also work two jobs. I have my normal job and a second side job. Uh, that in combined with uh, basically being at the hospital every day with my dad. I'm also working night shift right now, so... Uh, unfortunately not a lot of free time but you know family comes first and I'll say that to anybody you know no matter what is you do you know always take care of family first and uh, that's what I'm doing it's starting to settle down now so coming up on Monday I plan on resuming my normal schedule for this podcast talking about the Southeast Missouri game just to kind of touch on just a few things that I thought were kind of interesting on this little mini episode first off is uh, the whack suing UIW uh, for two million dollars, I believe, and I thought that was kind of interesting because of all the teams to sue, why single out UIW? Why not Lamar? Why not McNeese? Um, you know that just uh, didn't make sense to me. Oh, why not Sam Houston? You know why not New Mexico State? But uh, they singled out UIW and. To me, it kind of reeks of desperation. I don't think there's going to be the full amount given. I think <clears throat> there will definitely be some negotiating behind the scenes. They'll come to an agreement. Maybe you'd have to bring an arbitrator in, but I think there'll be a behind the scenes agreement. Uh, some money, I think, will eventually shift hands unless UIW does have uh, contractually made it where they won't have to pay. But it all depends what was signed. I don't know what went on behind the scenes, but. To me, it just feels like there is a behind-the-scenes riff or animosity between the teams who left the Southland and the same teams who are still in the Southland or came back to the Southland. Uh, to me, it just seems to be that tension kind of bubbling beneath the surface that no one's really talking about, but the signs and the smoke is there, and uh, I just thought this was a really interesting one. And uh, the whack right now, to me, does seem like they're in a bit of desperation because they originally had plans to go FBS and now that's totally blown out. Now you have, you know, New Mexico State, Sam Houston leaving. That's big blows to them. You've got Conference USA just took Kennesaw State. So you do wonder if maybe an SFA will be a target. Maybe a Tarleton will be a target as Conference USA looks to expand even more. Um, you also have rumblings from Grand Canyon, Cal Baptist that they want to move to other conferences, uh, which is difficult for different reasons for both of them but you kind of see the cracks starting to form and if you're you know if you are the whack there definitely has to be a bit of desperation on your part because what about a year and a half ago looked to be 
becoming a premier conference in FCS and then eventually FBS is definitely only a fraction of that. So really interesting to follow those developments and who would have thought it, you know, a year and a half ago that Northwestern would be in a really good position now in the Southland, but we are. And, you know, credit to the Southland leadership and athletic directors for getting it done and keeping the band together. The second thing I want to address is that I've seen it a couple times on social media, a couple of newsletters have had it about Northwestern being in for rude awakening and Demon fans being in for rude awakening uh, with Southeast Missouri and the rest of our schedule. And to me, it's, we understand, you know, we know where we are. We are excited about where we are also, you know, we're not naive. We understand that we've played the bottom teams in the conference. We know that against quality teams, uh, Montana and against Southern Miss, we haven't looked good. We also understand against some poor teams in Eastern Illinois, which isn't a world beater, the first half we looked horrible. Against a bad Grambling team, we looked really bad. So we understand that. But to those people, I'd say, look, Demon fans, we are realistic. We know we have a very, very long hill to climb if we have any shot of winning conference. And we also know that it's a long shot for us to win conference even with a 3-0 start. Uh, however, to those people say this, the reason we are pumping this up so much, the reason we're so excited about this and we're celebrating this start so much is it's been over a decade and a half since we've had anything to cheer about for Northwestern football. Uh, so we understand how precious it is. You know, if you had asked us in 2005, or told us in 2005 that it was going to be over a decade until we even sniffed the top of the standings again, we'd have probably told you we were crazy. You know, at the time, we were a perennial contender for Southland title. We were a few years removed from a long playoff run, a couple years removed from upsetting TCU. We were constantly beating FBS schools out by the smaller ones. We were competing with some of the better FBS schools. We were competing with anyone in the nation. And then that was followed by over a decade and a half of finishing in the bottom. We've had winless season. Uh, you know, we've had some really poor teams. We've been blown out by teams that are our rivals that we should never get blown out by. So for us to be 3-0, and it's a reason to celebrate. And we're going to enjoy it as long as we can. Yes, there is a very realistic possibility we drop the next four games and it is what it is. But I do believe that we have improved a great deal. I believe had the Demons played the way we're playing now against Grambling, I believe we would have won that game. In fact, if you look at that Montana game, we were in that game for most of the first half until we kind of fell apart. I'd love to see us get a chance at a team like that again with us playing well. Southeast Missouri, they give us that opportunity. Now, looking at the Southeast Missouri game, and I don't have it broken down a lot right here. Again, I've been quite busy, but from what I have seen of them, they are a very, very talented squad. They're a very, very physical squad, and they've played a very, very tough uh, competition. You know, you look at the score that kind of stands out to me from them is they took on Nichols. They won 42-16. to uh, It was 21-7 at the half, but... You know, three and a half minutes left in the third. They're up 35-10, and then the route was kind of on. Uh, but they're a very solid team. They beat uh, Central Arkansas 35-27. A 
Tennessee Tech 34-20, which is, to me, the most impressive win. Tennessee Tech's a solid squad. You know, on the other side, and this is an interesting one, they played SIU, which, while a decent team, uh, SIU, they only beat them 34-31. Uh, Southern Illinois uh, was absolutely boat raced by UIW 64-29. Uh, they did have the upset win over Northwestern, but uh, really kind of a hit-or-miss team for them. So when I look at Southeast uh, Missouri State, I see a team that, again, they're not going to be as good as Montana, but they will be as good as UIW. They'll be as good as Southeast Louisiana. So it's going to be interesting. And they have a quarterback, uh, Paxton DeLaurent. He is a very, very solid uh, quarterback right now. Has passed for 1,600 yards, 14 touchdowns, only three interceptions. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, The guy he reminds me a lot of is if you remember Drew Brees uh, you know with the Saints he reminds me of that style of quarterback where he has great physical skills but at the same time he knows how to play within the game and if you remember Drew Brees yeah Drew Brees had tremendous skills tremendous fundamentals and could do things most quarterbacks can't but one of the things I always thought that made Drew Brees so effective was Drew Brees in the game never lost the game for you. He knew how to play within the game. He knew how to take what the defense was giving him, and that's why he was so effective. Uh, At his prime, he simply didn't beat himself. And, you know, Paxton Lauren, he's a guy I think we're going to have to watch out for. Another guy uh, receiving their leader is Johnny King. He's 43 receptions, 498, five touchdowns, uh, breakaway speed. And uh, for those uh, that look... uh, Javon Antonio reminds me a lot of him. And uh, if you look at Antonio, look at King for them. Uh, two very similar receivers. Uh, we're going to have our hands full with him. And then their starting running back, uh, Geno Hess. 93, I'm sorry, 96 for 630 yards, 6 touchdowns, 6.6 average. Uh, he reminds me physically of Debo Samuels for the 49ers. Just that physical guy. He could run. He can catch. Uh, he has size, but then when you see him play, he almost looks like a shifty back. So, uh, very multifaceted. Again, very much like Debo Samuel, and one of those guys that he can almost look like a fullback at times, but in the next second he can look like a wide receiver, like Jerry Rice at other times. So, really tough team, I think, for the Demons. Our keys to the game is number one: we've got to start fast. Uh, we've got to get a quick start. If we fall behind against Southeast Missouri, like we did against Eastern Illinois. Uh, I don't think we can come back on this team. This team is much better. Our second one is we have got to keep our penalties in check. I think we've done a great job of that, but we cannot allow good games to be wiped off. And if you look at the Montana game, there were times where we could have easily made that a game. But here comes a penalty, you know, wipe out 20, 30, 40 yard gains. And Instead of us, you know, being in, in halftime, which it, was, it could have easily been a three to seven point game at halftime, you know, we're down much worse. So we've got to make sure that we aren't shooting ourselves in the foot, you know. And I think if we play like we're capable, I think we can. And the third thing is we've got to get Zach Clement out in the open. I don't think against Southeast Missouri, looking at their defensive line, which is very physical, their linebackers are physical, they're going to bring pressure on us nonstop from start to finish. I don't think we're going to be quite as successful with Zach Clement doing straight dropbacks. I think we're going to have to roll them out, use some play actions, 
if you look at the way uh, Sean Payton used to do his play action passes, the way Sean McVay uses his, uh, Zach Taylor with Cincinnati, you know, all those guys from that same coaching tree. If you look at the way they set it up where they constantly just play actions, they kind of roll it out, uh, kind of that strong side of the line where you really have to guess where they're going with the ball and then you have those nice little touch passes in a flat. You know, once you fade to a running back, you just do that little rollout, touch it. I think that would be very effective against Southeast Missouri is that style of play and, you know, something that Drew Brees was tremendous. You know, he'd fake off to the running back, uh, which normal was Kamara at the end of his career, then peel off and have the tight end waiting for him in a flat. And it was really effective. Uh, I love that play when the Saints did it. Love it when the Rams do it now as a Rams fan. And, you know, some Cincinnati is also really good at so that's something I wouldn't mind seeing. And I think we have talented tight ends, not always utilized, which is due to us being an air raid offense. Uh, but I think that is something that can be effective for us. So I do think there's openings for us to beat Southeast Missouri, but we're going to have to play a great game. Positive side of this is I like this game being here because, you know, we're undefeated in conference. You know, we had one of the best games I've ever seen the Demons play against Houston Christian. Uh, we came out and played the way we're capable of. And that game gives me hope that this team really has turned that corner. And we're now ready to take on the big dogs. And this is a big challenge. And the thing I like about it is, let's say we play this game and we're playing UIW Southeastern now. And we happen to have a misfire or something goes wrong, then it automatically puts you behind the ball. You have a conference loss and now you're vulnerable. Uh, this way, if we do have a misstep, we are able to go back, look at film and say, all right, what do we have to do before we play likewise teams in conference? And again, that's worst case scenario. Best case scenario for us, we go out there, we handle business at homecoming. We go into the meet and grind of our schedule and really you know, click on all cylinders and show the rest of the nation that look, we're not a team that just beat bad teams. We're actually a really good football team that's finally put it together. So really going to have a lot of questions answered this week and for the Demon team as far as are we really back or was it fool's goal? Um, you know, some people, national media, believe the Demons are simply just smoke and mirrors. We're not that good. I personally believe we are. Time will tell uh, which side of that coin is correct. Going to be a, should be a great crowd with homecoming. Normally does have... Uh, tremendous fan support come up. I'd really like to see seven, 8,000 in the stadium. That would be uh, just really a positive thing, I think, for the players to see a packed stadium. I'm hoping we can show it. Uh, realistically, though, we should get at least 5,000 to the game. Uh, homecoming should be beautiful weather. Uh, it hasn't rained in Louisiana, and it seems like a month after what felt like two straight months of rain. So, uh, temperature should be cool. It should be beautiful weather. Uh, daytime game, which I always love at Turpin. And homecoming, a big opponent. Demons coming off of one of the best performances we've seen in a long time against Houston Christian. I think it all uh, points to which should be a tremendous weekend. So look forward to seeing how it plays out. Uh, going to be back uh, doing my normal episodes coming up on Monday, which I will break down the Southeast Missouri game. In the meantime, I do highly recommend uh, listening to KNWD, the Sideline Talk podcast uh, with Con Vidros, who does a tremendous job with Demon Athletics. Uh, they are so far leaps and bounds above uh, what I put out that uh, you know I'm really humbled by them. They're tremendously, tremendously awesome. Uh, please support them. 
and please support everyone at KNWD. These are guys who really are taking the time out of their day to try and perfect their craft. Uh, also, Patrick Netherton does a great show. You can look at Doug Ireland and company at the Streetport. Uh, Bojo Drone does a great, great articles on Northwestern and on sports in general. And of course, uh, on Thursdays, NSUDemons.com and NSU Facebook page and YouTube channel uh, has a demon huddle with Coach Brad Laird. And uh, that's really fun to watch. Coach Laird has uh, just really good insight. He's very personable and it's a really fun show to watch. So lots of content and uh, please support everyone as you can. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, We'll be again back to full length episodes starting next week. I do thank everyone again for uh, your thoughts and prayers. And if you can still keep my family in your thoughts and prayers, uh, we have a very long road ahead of us. Uh, I thank you very much for listening. Have a great day. Have a great homecoming. Stay safe. As always, Forkham Demons.